0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks.
1: And good morning, Canada, and welcome to a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here for the next two hours. Bob, Mark, and I will all be back live in a few weeks for golf talk canada we're going to be running some best ofs for the next few weeks we have an all canadian version today next week we're going to be running a special tailor-made equipment special of golf talk and we're going to be learning all about taylormade's 2020 products including all of the gear they released for their fall line i've had a chance to hit some of it it's some pretty sweet gear but as i mentioned today is an all-Canadian version of Golf Talk Canada. We're going to be looking back at some of our best interviews and favourite interviews from the last couple of months, speaking to some Canadians. And speaking of Canadians, how about the year Mackenzie Hughes has had? Starting at the Honda Classic before the pandemic pause, finishing second there, what a run that was. And then after the PGA Tour restarted, What a player making the Tour Championship, having a good finish at the BMW, making that slimy, greasy, to put it in his words, five or six footer on 18 to make it to that Tour Championship, and that creates so many opportunities for now this season, the 2020-2021 wraparound season. And Mackenzie Hughes coming off a great finish last week at the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship, finishing third, had a great run, on Sunday coming up just short pretty excited to see what Mackenzie Hughes has in store here for the next uh, couple of years here he's he's playing some uh, some really good golf and I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays for the rest of the season but throughout this show we're going to be hearing from Mike Weir about the Presidents Cup heading to Royal Montreal Golf Club in 2024 Bob had a chance to go one on one with Mike about that and Who could forget that singles match with Tiger Woods back in 2007, the last time Royal Montreal held the President's Cup and hosted that tournament, and what a match that was. We're also going to hear from Taylor Pendrith, who qualified for the U.S. Open, finished as the low Canadian at Wingfoot, finishing T23, and of course he's coming off a runner-up finish on the Corn Ferry Tour this past weekend. Taylor Pendrith, we're going to be hearing from him. And of course, PGA Tour Canada, the Mackenzie Tour, had to shut down their regular calendar due to COVID nineteen. But they did come up with the Canada Life Series, a four tournament series with two tournaments at Bear Mountain and two tournaments at TPC Toronto at Osprey Valley. The added bonus: the overall points leader at the end of the Canada Life Series receives an exemption into next year's RBC Canadian Canadian Open. How awesome! is that. And over the next hour, we're going to be hearing from the winners of the Canada Life Series, as well as Scott Pritchard, the Executive Director of McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, about how the Canada Life Series came to be. But first, a few days after winning the first leg of the Canada Life Series at Bear Mountain, Evan Holmes joined Mark Cicchino and Bob Weeks.
2: The inaugural winner. That's cool. Cool to to always be the inaugural anything. First, the first winner ever at the Canada life series, uh, one of four Canada life series events coming this year in Canada. The uh, first two at bear mountain, the next two at TPC Toronto, uh, just up the street here in Ontario, uh, Canada life series won last week by Evan Holmes. Evan, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Congratulations on, on a really great victory.
3: Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me on today.
2: So Evan hot start 63 came out of the gates, uh, I guess just smoking, uh, low round of the day on, uh, opening round. And then I I'm guessing from what I've read and from what I've witnessed conditions got a lot tougher the rest of the way.
3: Yeah. The, uh, the first day was definitely the easiest out of them. Uh, I would say the second and third rounds on that back nine, at least felt like the wind was blowing three different directions. Every time you hit a golf shot. So it was a uh, very tough to commit to a club out there and, uh, yeah, definitely a grind.
4: So this series, is it was sort of created out of the ashes of Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, to give mm-hmm. guys like you a, a chance to get some competitive rounds under your belt. How important is it for someone like you to have a place like this to play?
3: Oh, it's really important. I mean, up until probably about a month ago, I hadn't played a competitive tournament in about five or six months. So um, Canada Life really stepped up for all of us in Canada here that, didn't really have a place to play and uh yeah it means a lot to the guys uh playing these four events for sure.
2: Hey, a pre- a previous to Canada Life Series uh you know you've had a couple starts on McKenzie Tour uh what yep. was the plan for this year prior to COVID when the world looked like a much normal pl- uh, place what was your plan for 2020?
3: Um well I had a I had a card on a smaller tour in Europe so I was either gonna go to McKenzie Tour uh Q School and get a card there or go over to Europe for the summer, but. uh Yeah, that didn't really work out with COVID. So, uh, yeah, I'm just here now in Vancouver, hanging out pretty much and playing the Canada Life Series.
4: Um, And and what? give us an impression of, compared to other tours that you've played on, this is obviously a different atmosphere, a different environment. Um, COVID has changed everything. But give us an idea of how the tour operated, not so much the shots you're hitting, but but how things operated uh, during this special time.
3: Um, everyone, the the volunteers, the staff, they were all really good about it. Um, I think it was social distancing and making sure everybody was wearing masks. I feel like all the players and all the staff felt uh, pretty safe out there. And I think they took all the necessary measures to be able to kind of run a tournament like this. I know it's hard, even without the uh, COVID logistics, to run something like this. But uh, I think everybody did a great job.
2: We're with Evan Holmes who won the inaugural Canada Life Series event at Bear Mountain last week. Evan, you're in the field again this week for the second event. How mm-hmm. hard is it to to reset that quickly and, and and go back to, you know, the same venue and you not try to go through the motions or mimic what you did on the opening round the first time around because I, you know, I've always, always talked to uh, a lot of PGA Tour professionals. They go low one day and they feel like oh, well, the next day you kind of have to leave that behind. You can't try to do the same thing as you did uh, Friday that you did on a Thursday. Uh, this is a similar a similar challenge only to a different degree. This is another tournament where you just won going right back a few days later
3: yeah I was definitely thinking about about that in the second round for sure just kind of keeping mental tabs of where I was around before but uh I think you just kind of have to play your game, try and go one shot at a time. it is a new tournament it's a new golf course kind of have to prepare differently there's a few different uh there's definitely some differences between the mountain course and the valley course there um so yeah it's gonna be going out there for a practice round on Sunday and hopefully get a few good notes and try and do the same stuff so
4: two good courses though for sure uh now one of the big prizes at the end of this road because you got two tournaments in toronto as well as mark was mentioning or just up the road from toronto is a spot in next year's rbc canadian open how much have you been thinking about that
3: uh yeah i definitely been thinking about that the last couple days after uh after getting this first win now that it's definitely a possibility um a couple of my buddies uh jared playing it a few times and he just says it's such a cool atmosphere so uh yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to if I can keep uh, keep some good play going here.
2: Now, Evan, before we let you go, first of all, thank you so much for getting up this morning. 6 a.m., I know your time. But uh, yeah. word on the street is, after your big win, the next day you showed up at Sha- Shaughnessy for a 6 a.m. shift. Is this true? Or like, <laughs> I thought, you know, for sure you like light the town up maybe that night and uh, have to call in sick the next morning.
3: No, I wish. Yeah, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually on shift right now too, so I got to get back to work again. But, uh, hey, is before yeah. we let before we let you go, Evan, is
4: it, how's <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone accepted the fact that you're going to have to wait another year now for the uh, for the uh, the women's open?
3: Um, they're uh, they're all pretty understanding about it. They know uh, they know the situation about it, but uh, yeah, they were all really looking forward to the Canadian Open this year. They were the courses probably the best shape I've ever seen it all year. And that was before they were kind of doing open prep for it. So, uh, yeah, they're just, they're excited for next year. So,
2: Evan, congratulations. Well done. Uh, and play well this week. Go get them again. And uh, we'll be watching and following you guys. And uh, hopefully uh, you keep her moving. It was a great performance. Well done in some tough conditions. Thanks for taking the time this morning.
3: Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me on.
2: Evan Holmes, he is your winner, Bob. Canada Life Series, the inaugural winner of the first event. Of course, they will go again at Bear Mountain, the other golf course. Uh, I've never played either one of them. Both, both. Yeah, I, I've heard... I,
4: like the, I actually like the Valley Course better, the lower one. Okay. Which is the
2: course that has that famous par 3? That's the mountain course. That's the mountain, okay.
4: that's a, uh, it's a very dramatic golf course, and it's got huge elevation changes. They're both really good. They
2: have a wonderful resort there as well, right?
4: Beautiful. It's it's a great place, man. I tell you, I went up there. Roger Sloan has got a, a deal with them. Okay. So I went out to do a little piece on Roger, and then we ended up going on, well, he ended up dragging me around on this, like, mountain trail run. Where I uh, I think I just about threw up and skinned about every knee and elbow that I had as I tried to navigate these crevices. But it's a beautiful place. The uh, mountain Canadian mountain biking team is there. Really, um, golf Canada has a training facility right. there. It's a it's a really nice spot.
2: I keep threatening this, and one of these days, in a, <laughs> a non COVID environment, and maybe in and one of these days where I don't know, we're not traveling every other week when it's non COVID. I, I keep threatening that we need to do. Uh, a golf talk Canada cross country.
4: Yeah. Where we, you great. know,
2: let's go to Bear Mountain, do the show, go somewhere in, you know, in Alberta, blah, 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 right across. Yeah. We get finishing cool. Cabot, and by the end of it, we'll all be 30 pounds heavier. Yeah. And- Right. <laughs> eating our way coast to coast <laughs> and doing Golf Talk and of course four uh, McKenzie Tour Canada Life Series uh, Canada Life Series events so three left to go and the two of them uh, will be here at TPC
0: Toronto this segment of GTC was brought to you by smartgolfdeals.com the smartest way to shop for golf This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade. Every day, more golfers are playing the TP5 and TP5X golf balls. Join them, and you'll see why. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back inside our special best-of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here. Bob, Mark, and I will be back for live shows in a couple of weeks. So today's live show, it's an all-Canadian theme. We just heard from Evan Holmes, who won the first leg of the Canada Life Series on the PGA Tour Mackenzie Tour. Next up, Yi Chao. The second leg of the Canada Life Series was also held at Bear Mountain. And what a breakthrough performance it was for Yi Chao. Two days after winning that by eight shots... Chow joined us on Golf Talk Canada for a debrief on what a victory it was. The Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, they decided to basically shut things down. They, they had to. But then this new Canada Life Series came, where it's a four-tournament series. The winner of this gets an exemption in the RBC Canadian Open. A pretty great thing that Mackenzie Tour did, isn't it?
4: Well, it's given these guys a chance to play for some something. It's, uh, it's obviously not quite as big, as lucrative as the McKenzie Tour was, but it's competitive rounds, and that's what these guys need at their stage of their careers, and it gives them to say, you know, get in the heat of the battle and test your game against the best that, that are in Canada, and some from uh, outside Canada who are living in Canada, I
1: guess, is the best way to put that. And uh, uh, we've got two rounds in the books and two more to go. Two more to go. Evan Holmes was the winner of the first one, and the winner of the second tournament at Bear Mountain Valley Course was Yi Chow, who now joins us on the line. Rounds of 67-67-66. Yi, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us, and congratulations.
5: Thanks. I appreciate it. Good morning, guys. How are you doing, guys? There?
4: Early, early morning for you, Yi. Thanks for getting up. You're in Vancouver. Um, no problem. Before- tell tell us about uh how this your your three rounds came together because I've played that course, and those are three solid rounds <laughs> on a what can be a very challenging golf course
5: yeah, it was kind of a challenging golf course, but I believe it or not, the first day I went out the golf course, I kind of realized it was such a demanding tee shot, so which means I have to put myself in the position like every single time and then I can work everything from there basically so I mean, all I'm trying to do the whole week, even the week before, would play in the Bear Course. I'm just trying to put myself in play the whole time. So I think that would definitely help me a lot. Because once you're lost, you your drive or lost your T shot, you're going to uh, reload for sure. So mm-hmm. that's probably the key for me to win the tournament <laughs> last week.
1: Yeah, right on. So, you know, you played six rounds in the two tournaments at Bear Mountain's two courses. You never shot over par you yeah. mentioned uh driving on the course but what were some of the other things that you really liked about playing the the, the two golf courses
5: uh they're great the, the views are awesome for both courses the the resort is unbelievable like the uh, the beer course i enjoyed it most probably the back nine especially when you're standing with a, a which uh 14 or 15 tee box, you can see whole of Victoria right down the <laughs> right on your foot, So, which is so awesome. Yeah, and the a- valley course is like, uh, the views not not quite as good as beer but uh, the greens are, undulating greens are super, super nice to play.
4: It's a, uh, yeah. it's a beautiful set of golf courses, that's for sure. And um, how, how important for someone like you, who's sort of still mm-hmm. trying to find their way in, in their golf career, how important was it that these tournaments were held?
5: Uh, it means a lot. It means uh, compl- like, It means so much for me because during the COVID nineteen, like, I start of the year. I was planning to go back to China because I got a, a full status on PGA tour China, mm-hmm. and because uh, everything was kind of shut down and uh, tournament schedule has been canceled. I have nothing to do. Well, so I was hoping I have something to play like end of, before like the Christmas even. And then all of a sudden, McKenzie tour, which is Derek sending us email, which is have a Canada Live Series to play for events. I was like, oh, my God, that should be the chance. So I better really sharp my game and take the chance.
1: We're in conversation here. We're in conversation here with Yi Chao, who won the second uh, event on the Canada Life Series at Bear Mountain, the Valley Course. You started the final round, Yi, with a five-shot lead, ended up winning by eight. How challenging was it for you mentally to not get too far ahead of yourself before the final round?
5: Um, honestly, it was kind of a completely new experience for me. Because the last time I won the tournament, I was being a chaser. So I was eight shots behind heading to the final round. I have nothing to lose. But to be honest, if you have a few strokes few stroke of lead, it feels like um, the trophy is already in your pocket. You don't want to lose it. So it's kind of like having more pressure on you to start the third round. So, But basically, I, uh, I was just trying to take whatever the result is. So I just play my own game and hopefully continue to play like, a solid golf and then see what happens when I'm finished at uh, 18th.
4: So now you've got a couple of weeks off and then you're going to come uh, this way to uh, Toronto, to TPC Toronto, for a couple more events. And uh, have you got your eyes looking down the line a little bit to that, Canadian o- that RBC Canadian Open berth in any way yet?
5: Oh uh, Yeah, of course. It definitely, i probably my dream to play and uh believe it or not, i done the Monday qualify for the RBC Canadian Open a couple of years ago when I was an amateur probably. And uh I did not make it. But uh like I said, like you you never know like who's gonna like play well the next me then and get on the top seat and so it better just get my uh my head down and work hard.
1: You mentioned uh, going into the RBC Canadian Open qualifier a couple of years ago as an amateur. How much have you changed as a player, uh, both on the golf course and off the golf course, since that time, that maybe could help you this time around?
5: I think my attitude has completely changed. Uh, back then, I was kind of nervous. I was kind of like not really patient enough. It was kind of easy to lose my patience on the course, but now I'm just trying to be chill like, the most times, uh, even on a golf course. So I think that will help me a lot. So I'll basically take whatever the result is.
4: Do you know anything about uh, TPC Toronto? Have you been there? And and what's what's it going to be like traveling in this era right now to try and like how how are you going to set yourself up for that for those two events?
5: Uh, I played TPC Toronto Outdoor Valley last year as a McKenzie Tour event, Mm -hmm. but I think we're probably going to play the other course. Mm -hmm. So I, which is a never played that before. And uh, yeah, obviously travels are kind of a little bit of issue now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think yeah, I think I can handle this. Just put the baskets on, and hopefully uh, everything stays safe. Perfect,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, Yi, uh, thanks much for waking up so early uh, in Vancouver for this interview. Congratulations on your victory, and good luck in the final two events of the Canada Life Series. And hopefully, we'll see you next year at the RBC Canadian Open.
5: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: That was Yi Chao, the winner of the second event on the Canada Life series, 67 67 66, only one by eight shots. <laughs> he's oh, been a uh, he's been a globe-trotting uh,
4: player by the way. He's played the PGA Tour China where he's won and he's played a little bit in Latin America, he's hmm. played all over. So it's uh, it's what what you got to do when you're a young player these days is to just try and get your chops um, by playing anywhere and anywhere anywhere and everywhere you can.
1: And before we go to break here, I must give a bit of a special shout-out to uh, Russell Budd, who started the Toronto Players Tour, and this would have been at some point in June after the McKenzie Tour shut things down. Russell actually played in this event at the Canada Life Series and finished T11. So he was, was, uh, unfortunately, he was in the mix after two rounds and uh, 73 in the final round. So he is still playing some golf, but that Toronto Players Tour as well, they've seen some good purses, some good fields. For players in the GTA who are a pro or on the amateur level, some of these guys, Mackenzie Tour players, a great place to play. Yeah, it's been good. Special thanks to Yi Chow for joining Bob and I on Golf Talk Canada. An eight-shot victory. Very dominant, that's for sure. So Evan Holmes won the first leg Yi Chow wins the second leg of the Canada Life Series. And then they move to TPC Toronto at Osprey Valley for the final two legs. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from the the winner of the third leg of the Canada Life Series. This is a special Best of Edition of Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade. Every day, more golfers are playing the TP5 and TP5X golf balls. Join them, and you'll see why. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside our
1: special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here solo in studio. Bob, Mark and I will be back with live shows coming up. In a few weeks. Well, we've heard from the winners of the first two legs of the Canada Life Series. And one of the great things about the Canada Life Series is the variety of players who contended and did well. Like one winner, Evan Holmes, is 26. And Yi Chao, who won the second tournament at Bear Mountain, is 30. Well, the final two legs of the Canada Life Series wrapped up at TPC Toronto at Osprey Valley. And the third leg of the event... Was won by 39 year old South African Albert Pistorius, who said quite a journey to get where he is today. After winning, Pistorius debriefed his victory with us on GTC. On the McKenzie Tour, the Canada Life Series, we are three tournaments in the books. The, la- the third tournament f- uh, wrapped up on Friday, and the champion of that, Albert Pistorius, now joins us on the line. Albert, welcome to the show. Congratulations on the victory.
6: Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for having me this morning. So,
4: Albert, tell us a little bit about uh, about what it means to you to win this tournament, and uh, you were playing in some some pretty tough conditions out there. The wind was swirling. It's It always seems to blow up at Osprey Valley, but I know yesterday was blowing a little extra uh, tough. Tell us how challenging it was and what it means to win in such a challenging environment.
6: Man, it was, uh, it was definitely a challenging day, especially when, you, when I feel like you're in the lead. At the top, um, you know, you're going to kind of like want to hold that position. But, um, on the first hole, I made an eagle, which, uh, pretty much set the momentum for me. I, uh, I was between a seven and a six iron over there. And, uh, I think I made the right choice and I hit it to about five feet. And, um, yeah, that set up the day because it was so windy. So at least I had that in the bank to, um, you know to play with and to allow for my bogey allocation
1: <laughs> yeah for sure you know albert i had a chance to actually play the same golf course you won at last sunday and i played it in very calm benign conditions i could just see if, if it got windy at all especially with that fescue the way it set up along uh, tr- along the fairways just how difficult it was i was i read that you that it was a like a three club win too right
6: Actually, I think it was a little bit more, to be honest. (laughs) Um, I'd like to say that um, the winds were swirling too, which made it really hard to judge um, distances. And uh, there was a lot of pins tucked on top shelf at the back of the green. And uh, if you would go over, you would be in the fescue. If you hit a little bit short, you would go down the down slope. Um, So it was just really hard to get at all the pins. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I managed, uh, to sneak through. And, uh, yeah, even like the side winds on the golf course w- was harder. I think if you played downwind or against the wind, you can judge it a little bit better. But, uh, like the side winds with all the fescue, man, it was, it was really tough. I was really tired last night.
4: <laughs> so, uh, you got to the last hole <laughs> and you
6: three whacked it.
4: Which I guess you thought that was going to put you in a playoff. There's no leaderboards out there, so I guess you didn't really have a lot of info as to what was going on. Um, what was your what was your sense when you found out that it was good enough to to uh, to get your win?
6: Yeah, like it was funny. Like at hole number 15, I actually took a quick look at my phone. I normally don't do that, but uh, <laughs> I think in that situation, I really wanted to know, like, you know, what am I supposed to do? I quickly took a look and I saw um, I saw a couple of guys at eight under, so I had that in mind. And then uh, I birdied 16, the par five, mm-hmm. and uh, felt like that was a that was a really um, a clutch putt. It was about like a 12 footer that I made. And then on the next hole, the par three, I I hit the most terrible shot of uh, of the tournament and put myself in a really difficult spot and I had to hit this lob shot over the bunker, downhill, downwind, and I hit the it about 12 feet. Was a when I I was really pleased about that one, and then uh, it was another 12 footer, and I hit this putt, and I thought I missed it. It was probably like an inch and a half outside the hole, and I tell you what, the wind blew that in. <laughs> it was it was such a relief, and. On the 18th hole, I knew, like, had, like, in my mind, I had a one-shot cushion, and I three-whacked it, and it was, like, so disappointing, because I knew I would, like, have to go into a playoff, and um, when I got off the golf course, I was like, there's not a lot of commotion of people trying to get ready for us to go into a playoff, because normally they would let you know, and I was, like, checking out the situation and filling out my scorecard, and even after filling out my scorecard, I uh, didn't even know I won. (laughs) I was... I was trying to get ready for a playoff. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a relief, but also a little bit of a disappointment because I, I think I would have loved to show a little bit more emotion on the 18th green.
1: <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. Uh, you know, good for you, Albert. We're in conversation here with Albert Pistorius, the winner of the third leg of the Canada Life Series on the McKenzie Tour. Your first professional victory, given how tough the conditions were, how were you able to calm the nerves down the stretch?
6: Um, so I always have like a lot of thoughts, and i, I think everybody has that a lot of thoughts, a lot of insecurities um a lot of unknown things that's gonna go and uh, uh going on on the golf course. I think the key is just to shut those thoughts down and don't make them a permanent thing in your head. It's kind of like they're gonna come and just let them go and just focus on the next shot and you know what you can only do the best you can, and uh, I think I really stuck to that process which uh, which helped because there was so much going on uh
4: Al, we can we can obviously hear by your accent that even though you live in Calgary that's probably not your your first uh, port <laughs> where you were born, but give us a little bit about your background i know it's it's an interesting road and it's it's an interesting um for you to get back into tournament golf, but just give us the reader's digest version of of how you ended up where you are.
6: Um, so I uh, played uh, professional golf uh, in South Africa for seven years on the Sunshine Tour about seven years ago, um, and uh, then I stopped uh, playing golf. I had an opportunity to come to Canada, and uh, I loved it so much that I that I stayed. And at that and at that time, I worked at a private golf club uh, called Pinebrook Golf and Country Club. Uh, for about three years and I was teaching over there and I met a member called, uh, his name was Jason Cormack and uh, I was teaching him and we played a little bit of golf together and he asked me if I wanted to go play professional golf again and uh, yeah, he's probably my biggest support and the biggest biggest reason why I'm here. He's he's my sponsor and uh, he's also my caddy, believe it or not. (laughs)
1: That's a pretty good deal.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he wants something out of this.
1: <laughs> That's incredible. So, okay, so you mentioned your background as well. I was doing some some reading as as well. You were once the 6th ranked South African under 16 tennis player, is that correct too?
6: Yeah, I actually uh I actually played uh tennis for since I was uh what, 6 years old till about 17 and uh, yeah that was my uh, that was my first love and that's all I wanted to do i wanted to go play on wimbledon and uh yeah that didn't turn out so great so uh i decided to take up golf because we were living in a small town very small town and uh, it was always my brother and i that played tennis against each other and he was getting better and better and <laughs> i just felt like i stagnated so i decided no this is not for me i got to i got to be better so uh, I just figured, like, I can play golf and I don't have anybody to... Uh, I don't need anybody to practice with. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how I started playing golf when I was 17. All right, Albert, there's one more tournament
4: next week for the Canada Life Series, and there's a good chance that uh, you could earn the spot in next year's RBC Canadian Open with a big finish. How important uh, is next week for you, and, and what would it mean for you to play in the uh, Canadian Open?
6: Um, I think it's... Uh, I think it's a very, very important thing for me to to be able to have that opportunity. I think it just uh, that will kind of like, it might be a potential thing to jumpstart my career. You never know until you don't have those opportunities. So, uh, yeah, I'll be really looking forward to and playing my heart out for, for that top spot for sure.
1: Well, Albert, rounds of 71-64-70, the champion of the third leg of the Canada Life Series at TPC Toronto, the Heathlands course. Congratulations on your victory, and good luck in the final stretch, and hopefully we'll see you at the RBC Canadian Open.
6: Sounds good, you guys. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Have a good day.
1: You too. That was Albert Pistorius. What a victory, a one-shot victory over three players, including Yi Chao, who won the second leg, and Evan Holmes was two shots off the pace. He won the first leg of this, as well. Garrett Rank, who was not a referee in the NHL bubble, three (laughs) shots off the pace.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino
1: and Bob Weeks. Wrapping up hour one of our special best-of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. Bob, Mark, and I will be back with live shows right here on Golf Talk Canada in just a few weeks. Well, in the fourth and final leg of the Canada Life Series, Laurent Demarche held on for the victory, shooting 62-67-67 en route to the victory. But in the end, throughout the entire Canada Life Series, Ye Chows consistent play allowed him to finish first as the overall points leader, and with that, of course, receiving the exemption to play in next year's RBC Canadian Open. How awesome is that? Scott Pritchard, the executive director of the Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, joined us on GTC to discuss the Canada Life Series.
2: On the line, executive director and friend of the show of PGA Tour Canada, Mackenzie Tour, Scott Pritchard. Scott, good morning, and congratulations right off the bat uh, to pull together... All four events, um, kind of last minute, thrown into the pandemic when we lost the season. Um, Canadian golf needed some good news uh, on Canadian soil. You know, we also lost the Canadian Open, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I think well done, really well received, and some really great play. So, congratulations! Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. So, for you, Scotty, what was what was the? I'm gonna say let's start with the highlight because obviously we know the challenges. I think we all knew the challenges coming in with, with the border and that that this would have to be uh unless people were willing to, you know, get here early, quarantine, settle in, that this was gonna be a lot of Canadiana and we knew those those challenges. We also knew the challenges of keeping people safe, in a safe environment and whatnot, and, and you knocked that out of the ballpark. So for you, other than the pandemic side of things, what was the highlight for you? Hmm.
7: I figured you'd ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a few. I, I think for me, it was really the, the the players and how grateful they were to have the opportunity to compete and also how grateful they were in, in giving their praise and thankfulness, I guess to <clears throat> Canada Life for for stepping up and, and sponsoring this series. Um, but for me personally, I think we we did a number of profiles on players, and and the one that was really touching was Eric Howardtch. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, Eric lost his father Dale to cancer, and uh, he was gracious enough to sit down with us and, and talk about it. And you know, talk about his golf game um, and returning to professional golf, you know, after a pretty, you know, unfortunate circumstance. And I was really proud of Eric and how he, uh, very articulate. And and that stood out to me as a as a highlight on a personal front. Mm-hmm. You know, I've known Eric for a long time, and and it, it was really cool. And and then we also did some profiles on Blair Bursey, and you know, he's from Newfoundland and and his hometown of Gander and, and the entire province are following, uh, Blair every, Blair's every shot. And we know that because we see it on social media and all the mentions and the likes from, from, especially from Newfoundland. So, uh, that was cool. And then we also profiled Anthony Brodeur, the son of Marty Brodeur. And then yesterday we, we did a profile on our eventual champion, Mm -hmm. Laurent Dimauchet.
1: You know Scotty it's been awesome on this show to be able to speak to the winners of each of the four legs of the or th- the first three legs of the Canada Life series and Yi Chao we had him on a couple weeks ago after he won the at Bear Mountain he'll be going to the RBC Canadian Open a pretty unbelievable story for Yi Chao and quite an accomplishment isn't it
7: It is and you know Yi's had success on PGA Tour Series China uh, he's played the Mackenzie Tour uh, you know, he he. One of the things that I thought was really cool, he came out uh, when we for the first event in Toronto, and basically just said, you know, I was in a really bad spot mentally when uh, the season got canceled, and he was so grateful to have this opportunity. And you know, you guys talked to him, and I and I he was on your show, mm-hmm. and he's just such a good kid. And I say he's kid, I mean he just turned thirty, I think, on Thursday. So, but uh, he's just a super nice guy. And it uh, was really gracious, um, you know, when Brian Crawford was there to present him the, the flag for the RBC Canadian Open exemption. And yeah, just ultimately really proud of Yee, carried himself well. He and Albert actually were the only two players that finished in the top 10 for the entire series. So well-deserved for, for Yee, and, and I'm sure he's going to go on to do some great things.
2: Yeah, we're with Executive Director Scott Pritchard, PGA Tour Canada, McKenzie Tours. They just wrapped up the Canada Life Series. To your point, Scott, uh, Yee and Albert just separating themselves on the rest of this points list. Both players over 900 points. Uh, Evan Holmes is in third at 6.38, so the, a very big fall-off to Scott's point mm-hmm. uh, from Yee and Albert, uh, who really kind of separated themselves uh, in, in the four events. Yee gets to peg it up at the RBC Canadian Open, as, uh, as uh, Adam suggested. But Scott, what the rest of the way, from Albert down, there is some advantage for them to uh, place in this, uh, in this ladder. They're going to have some advantages when it comes to PGA Tour Canada next year when you kick off.
7: That's right, so number two through five, Albert Evan Laurent, and uh, Callum Davison will all have conditional status, and they'll get two starts each each next year. I think having the conditional status might even be more important than the two starts, and people may say, "Well, why is that?" and the reason being is that when you have status on the tour you and you play an event and Monday qualify, you can actually Uh, reshuffle into the, uh, into events. Whereas if you don't have status, you, if you Monday qualify and, you know, you finish 30th, that those points don't count for the next week. And so it's really a huge benefit for those players that finish two through five.
1: Yeah, it definitely is for sure. Now, Scotty, these are at two world-class facilities in Bear Mountain and DPC Toronto at Valley. Two great spots to have events like this. Talk, talk to us about uh, just how great those golf courses are and, and the success that they brought these guys.
7: Yeah, well, Bear Mountain is a great friend of golf in Canada, and I think you guys know that. And, you know, I give them a ton of credit for this, uh, pulling off the Canada Life Series, because Rob LaRock reached out to me uh, the day after we canceled our season and he was like, is there anything we can do? and you know we had been thinking about doing something uh with canadian-based players and i i called rob the next day and I'm like you know leave it with me we've got an idea and then ultimately we brought the idea to canada life they got on board um and originally rob wanted to have all four events at at bear mountain which would have been cool but at the same time we were thinking about you know there's a lot of players that are based in ontario in, in eastern canada so to make it equitable. Um, for everyone, we we reached out to our friends at TPC Toronto, and as as you guys know, they're they're part of the PGA Tour family as a TPC facility. And Chris Schumanuk and Brad Pennell are, are great friends, and it, w- it wasn't even a thought. There's like, yeah, we're in, and um, and we we played TPC uh, Toronto and the Heathlands course in back to back weeks. Uh, we were kind of hoping for a, a similar scenario to what they did on the PGA Tour at Mirfield, but. Um, it actually ended up being the reverse for us. The first week, the, the conditions were very difficult. And the second week, uh, the players lit the golf course up, which was great to see. And, and, having Laurent as an amateur, uh, win was a really cool story as well. And I think you guys will remember when, when I talked to you when we first announced this, we, we specifically outlined that this would be for elite amateurs in Canada as well. And Laurent took advantage of that and a really good kid. And, you know, great demeanor. Uh, He made an unbelievable power save on the 18th hole to win the tournament, which took a lot of gusto. That was a good 16,
2: uh, 17 feet, wasn't it, Scotty? Yeah,
7: I mean, that. That may be a bit of an exaggeration. Okay. I mean, it was I'm, so, I'm
2: watching it on social media, so it's weird yeah. on the angle to try to get you yeah. know, how long yeah. it is, but it looked like a fairly meaty par putt.
7: It was a meaty par putt, for sure. The, the benefit he had is Hugo Bernard was hole high and on the other side of the, the flag, and um, <clears throat> he missed his putt, and the putt went by about three feet. So Laurent was able to get a read mm. on the putt in terms of the last three feet, and I think that was really beneficial for him he made a really good uh, bogey save on the previous hole as well so um again you know obviously he's a great player at 62 in the opening round and just kept the pedal down and it was great to see
2: Scotty before i let you go i have got to tell you this story cuz this week i hosted the uh virtual pro am at the Safeway Open and you know mm-hmm. we probably spoke to about 24 PGA tour pros and over 100 amateurs over the course of the day in, in this virtual pro-am. So I got the opportunity to speak to many PGA Tour Canada, Mackenzie Tour gradu- graduates. Mm-hmm. They all spoke so highly of their time in Canada on your tour. We're so complimentary and love their time here. I'm talking, you know, guys like Joel Damon, okay, mm-hmm. and, and, and players like that. The funniest story, though. Mark Hubbard got to tell you this because I, we just you know it, no one expected the story to come out. I asked them all a, a PGA Tour anyone on any of your alumni. I asked them obviously PGA Tour Canada related question. Mark Hubbard comes out with a story Scott of traveling in the middle of the night. From B.C. to Alberta, up through the mountains in the middle. Don't ask me why they all tried to travel in the middle of the night. Eyes playing tricks on themselves. I says, I said, what's the most Canadian thing you saw on your you know your time on PGA Tour Canada? And He said, two grizzly bears making love on the side of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> I said, there are not many tours in the world oh where you God. can see two gri- grizzly bears on the side of the highway, and uh, you know. Hey. He said, well, what wow. did you do? He says, we just put our <laughs> heads down, kept driving by. I said, <laughs> Scott, thanks so much. Uh, at some point, let's touch base in the quote-unquote season when we get a mm-hmm. little closer to maybe border announcements and a little closer to what spring of 21 is going to look like mm-hmm. so we can get an update on PGA Tour Canada for 2021. And uh, we'd love to do that with you at some point, October, November.
7: Yeah, thanks, guys. We really appreciate all your support and everything you're doing for not only our tour, but just golf in Canada in general. It's it's awesome to see, and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon.
2: Likewise, Scott, thanks, Scott. Scott Pritchard, Executive Director of PJ Tour Canada, Mackenzie Tour. Many thanks to Scott Pritchard for joining us right here
1: on Golf Talk Canada, and what a success the Canada Life Series was. And again, congratulations to Yi Chow. He'll be playing in next year's RBC Canadian Open. Well, that's been a fun hour one of our special Best of Edition right here on Golf Talk Canada. Coming up on the other side to kick off the back nine here on GTC, we're going to hear from Canadian professional golfer Richard Zokel on an app that will help your game and really your mental game. This has been a fun hour one of GTC. We have another hour more right here on a special Best of Edition of Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by PlayGolf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour One of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by smartgolfdeals.com. The smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and
1: Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside our special Best of Edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. Bob Weeks, Mark Zucchino, and I will all be back in a few weeks for live shows. Well, our second nine here on GTC kicks off with an interview with Canadian professional golfer Richard Zokol, Five career professional victories, including the 1992 Greater Milwaukee Open, but now he's come up with an app that will help your game, known as Mind Track Golf. Better mindset, better golf. Here's Mark Zucchino with more.
2: So happy to be joined now by Canadian golf legend Richard Zolkal, played on the tour for over 20 years, winner in 1992, and uh, we were just talking off camera. Richard, it's amazing. We've never met. I, we have so many mutual friends, uh, so many connections to the same uh, industry and whatnot, and, and yet this is the first we get to, to get to talk on national TV. <clears throat>
8: And we, we, in addition to our last name, starting with Zed, I like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's right. I, that's true. Uh, Richard, I got to be honest with you. Uh, when I, when I heard about what you were doing with mind tracks and that's what we're yeah. talking about today and it's mindtrackgolf.com. Uh check it out. Mind track golf track is T R A K golf.com. When I heard about it, I found this to be fat, uh, fascinating and, and I'll tell you why. Um, I've played competitive golf my entire life and one of the biggest challenges I've had is uh, taking it from playing a casual round or a friendly right. match with a buddy somewhere where you're comfortable and then getting in an uncomfortable environment and I'm a nervous Nelly, I'm a high energy guy to begin with, which I always found challenging and then I heard right. what you were doing and I went, this is fascinating. So. Before we jump into the weeds, because this is pretty deep stuff, so before there, we jump yeah. into the weeds, give just the, the Coles notes, the 30-second pitch to the audience on what it is you're doing.
8: Okay, so the description of MindTrack Golf. MindTrack Golf is a mental fitness app and platform. It's a, it's a protocol that transforms the player's perception and perspective, and it strengthens their attentional focus, their mindset. So they can optimize performance, and you're bang on because you know you talked about, uh, and everyone falls into this same uh, uh, pitfall or down the rabbit hole is a term that I use, or also it's an, another term that I use a lot in with MindTrack Golf is golf insanity, and I think everyone can relate to that. But it relates to trying to that 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 problem that golfers try and take their range game. To the golf course. Everyone struggles with this. I mean Johnny Miller talks about it and the real secret to really understanding this first of all is is really grabbing hold of the the essence of what the driving range is. First of all the driving range doesn't matter and that's what gives the golfer freedom to perform well in the driving range. Then they shift over to the first tee where it matters and they don't have the ability to Recover from a poor shot by grabbing it raking another ball over and hitting a good shot and then feeling good about it And this is the difference you have to Performance is on the golf course. It starts on the first tee It ends on the 18th green when you make your last putt and you've got to remove yourself from what happens on the driving range
2: Okay, so let's go back 20 to 21 years ago. You spoke about I've read a lot on the website And you talk about the 2000 US Open as kind of a breakthrough moment for you. But you were working on this uh, in your tour career leading up to that point. So take us into those 12 months, uh, you know, how you started working on this. Where did the ideas come from? And then, of course, obviously now, you know, fast forward 21 years later, 20 years later, we've got it in an app that you yes. know, I can use, our listeners, our viewers can use. Pretty amazing. But let's go, go back to the roots of this. How, how did you identify the problem and what did you start working on?
8: Well, I think a lot of people, if you're, if you're my age, you, know, you may know that uh, in my rookie year, 1982, when I dove into the psychology of the game, I, I was playing on tour my first year and I couldn't make a cut. And then um, because I was so amped up, like what you were referring to, I'm, I'm a lot like that myself. And, and I couldn't calm down, even though I knew I was playing. So I slapped this thing on my head called a Walkman.
3: I remember just,
8: this. Yeah, the 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 first time I did it, I didn't do it in practice. I did it in the first round of the uh, Greater Milwaukee Open. And after missing you know cuts for six months, I grabbed the lead of the first round of the tournament, had the lead after the second round, third round. It was a monumental difference. So at that point, got, the psychology of the game really resonated with me. And then through the 80s, Jim Nelford and I, we traveled. With sports psychologist. We, we hired a, a Toronto psychologist named Dr. Richard Lanetto. We were starting to learn about biofeedback back in the mid 80s and my deep dive into the psychology. So coming through the 90s, I went a couple times in, in 92. You know, one of my wins was un, an unofficial win, but it counted as official money. And then later on, I started to stumble. I started to get into this, what I call golf insanity, because every time I got under pressure, under heat, I found myself diverting back to this golf insanity because I started to get ahead of myself. I wanted the result, I was projecting forward what I was going to shoot or what I'm gonna do and it just disrupted everything. So in 1999, I'm back on the corn Ferry Tour trying to earn my way onto the PGA Tour and I said to myself, I have to stop. In order to get at a golf insanity. I gotta stop thinking about the result because it's just pulling me down the rabbit hole and it's, it's causing a lot of problems every golfer can relate to this mark. And then that's what you're talking about. So I decided to capture and, and focus a measurement system <clears throat> that was very different. Instead of the score being uh, and the, the result where my attention was, I needed to focus and I created this term of key performance markers uh, for every single shot and pr- key performance data. So the the, the, the key performance Data is what club did you use and how well did you assess that shot, which means you know figuring out the distance, choosing the club, you know determining the lie, so your ability to assess the shot and then execute that shot and the combination of those when I put my attention on this, then the byproduct of golf this is what a lot of teachers teach it comes as a result, and what this does when your attentional focuses on the two key performance markers rather than the result it starts to free you up emotionally to <clears throat> so you can optimize performance and in, you know at the us open i was starting to get really good at this so this was at 2000 at pebble beach and and that week i was struggling a little bit i made the cut on the nose i didn't play the third round particularly well but the th- final round and and um, which was one of the toughest us opens i went out there i said come on this is this is the us open look what tiger woods is doing it's pebble beach and I went out there with this freedom attitude and I turned the front nine in 30 and I was, very, I was de- so detached from the results, I didn't know what I shot. And my caddy says to me, do you know what you shot? We're walking down the 10th fairway. He goes, do you know what you shot? And I went, no, I don't and I don't care. And he says, you shot 30. And usually that's a disruptive moment when he tells you, what you what, where you were and, or if someone introduces that. And I said to him, you know what? I still don't care what I shot. So that was really the aha moment when under the gun that it allowed me to have this personal freedom, this emotional freedom to not play with fear and play with a lot of fun. And I think th- this is the product that we're bringing out. We're introducing to the world and we think there's a big, huge product market fit for
2: this. So here's how my mind and ears are translating this. Uh, Richard, it's, I'm hearing instead of grading the result and being results focused, you've come up with a system on how you can grade your process. And just last yeah. week at the Northern Trust, I have a perfect example of this. Cameron Davis, just a young kid from Australia on tour, playing in you know, the first FedEx Cup playoff event. He played great for several days, and all the media around him was trying to get him to bite. Right. You know, bite about the pressure of the playoffs, bite about how he's playing. And he kept, it was almost robotic in his answers. I have a process, I'm sticking my process, I'm grading myself on my process, mm-hmm. and that's where my head's at and I don't really wanna talk about anything else. So what I'm hearing from you right now is, everybody kinda wants to do that or wants to head down that path. But you're, if you're an average golfer or a better than average golfer, you maybe compete at your club, maybe mini tours, instead of just sending yourself off into the wilderness, with the mindset that I'm going to do this, what I'm hearing is you've got a product and an app that almost kind of keeps you on plan or keeps you exactly. in the lane instead of letting yourself wander. Is, is that accurate?
8: That's exactly what it is. It, it, it's mental. It's a mental thought protocol. And, and basically what it does is, is in, if, you, if you don't have a, it's kind of like, I can use the same analogy. Let's say I want to get physically fit and I pay for a gym membership but i don 't do the protocol every day. I drive by the gym every day. Being a member of the gym isn 't going to make me physically fit. So the protocol that you have to do means you know spending half an hour on the cardiovascular, uh, you know uh, um, improving your cardiovascular, lifting weights, doing stretching all those things are physical protocols. Mind track golf is a thought protocol it 's so what it does is it pulls you back from going into golf insanity. And if you don't have a f- protocol, you will slip into golf insanity. And what go- let, me under- let me talk about specifically what golf insanity is. Golf insanity is projecting forward to a result. Like you've got a four-foot putt to win whatever whatever it is, to win a Nassau, to win the U.S. Open, to win a Masters, it doesn't matter. And if your projection is, I've got to make this putt before you hit it, you're getting ahead of yourself, you're creating anxiety, and you're going to screw up. So golf insanity is projecting forward. It's also looking back at the past. It's giving value to uh, what other people think of you, perhaps as a person or a golfer, and, um, <clears throat> or occupying technical swing thoughts. You know, those things you don't do. We all know there's a zillion cliches about them. And it when you're on the golf course, your attentional focus is on any shot. It's, first of all, you have to assess it. you got to figure out the yardage. you got to figure out the lie. How well you're swinging. What's your capability of hitting the shot. picking, pick, Choosing that assessment and grading it and then executing it. You don't want to think about golf swing because when you – trigger the word golf swing you think of technical swing or most people do but so when you practice this protocol it pulls you into the present moment without you even knowing it and and you can get you reach some you know tremendous uh, successes you know i i think you may have heard that uh, we introduced it to taylor pendrith and it triggered him he took off last year and played some great golf and he's playing some great golf this year as well
2: He's going to be in the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks. He's had an incredible stretch, an incredible run, and and obviously this has had a a great deal to do with it. Okay, Richard, I want to do this, so I'm going to get involved. And I know there's listeners and viewers right now, whether they're watching on TSN or listening on TSN radio. uh, So how do we get involved? What's the process of getting involved here? Download the app. Get get us started. How do we get involved?
8: So you can either go to mindtrackgolf.com, and as you mentioned, uh, thank you for spelling it, right? There's no C in there, MindTrack, T-R-A-K Golf. And then you can download the app from there. You can access the Apple Store. Now, keep in mind, we don't have it in an Android product. That'll come out next year. But the product is free right now. And <clears throat> we have a founding membership. Uh, the first 500 downloads um, and those who play 10 rounds of golf with it and, and uh, will always be founding members. It'll always be free to that customer. We want to build a base and, uh, and we've got some exciting announcements. We're announcing today that we're our partnership with Stockton Golf. That's Dave Stockton, Ron Stockton, and Dave Jr. And, um, and be ta- I'm talking to the PGA of America and a whole bunch of people. And we want, we want this product to become the mental uh, thought process. Uh, and it's a, very, it's a very simple thing to do. Download the app and uh, start to fiddle with it, start to play it, start to understand it, and then implement it into your golf game.
2: Richard, I'm going to do it right now as soon as we exit this interview. I'm looking forward to getting started. You know, we've had so many advancements in the game of golf when it comes to drivers and irons and golf balls. And, you know, I'd love to talk to you in the future and and follow up with this, but also talk to you about just your views on, on the modern day game and where we can go. But as far as mind track golf is concerned, this is long overdue. There hasn't been enough advancements and what, what you're suggesting here and what you're outlining, I, I think is fantastic, I'm gonna give it a go. Thanks so much for your time, let's do it again soon and uh, stay safe, stay healthy and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer.
8: Thank you Mark, it's a pleasure uh, finally getting to, to have a conversation
0: with you and uh, uh, very uh, very much appreciate your, your thoughts. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Pickton Mahoney Asset Management, For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by smartgolfdeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back inside our special best-of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and I will all return for live shows in just a few weeks. Well, recently, Royal Montreal was announced as the host of the 2024 President's Cup. Of course, they also hosted the event back in 2007 when Mike Weir beat Tiger Woods in the Sunday singles. Who could forget about that? Bob had a chance to catch up with Weir about the announcement.
4: Well, when we think of uh, President's Cup and we think of Canada, we think of Mike Weir, a five-time participant and multiple-time now uh, captain's assistant. Uh, how big is this news for you personally that the President's Cup is going to come back to
9: Canada? Uh, I mean, I'm a just proud Canadian, like every other golf fan that, that follows the game in Canada and, and maybe some that, you know, remember 2007, you know, it was uh, such a great venue and, um, you know, the crowd support. not only myself but our international team and i think the way the golf course held up for the guys um, you know super proud that it's coming back just shows that uh, it was a great event in 2007 and they wanted to bring it back
4: when when you try to describe this event to someone who's never been there um it's it's pretty hard to sort of put it into context how big it is isn't it
9: yeah it is it's um you know each match has its own uh its own energy uh some matches like my match against tiger on sunday felt like more like a hockey game than it did uh you know golf tournament. Uh, the way the crowd was reacting uh the grandstands the um it just it feels like a major championship but there's only 24 guys so it's you know so it's, it's more intimate where the, you know fans can maybe get a little bit uh, closer to the action it seems like um but uh, the the energy is is like a major championship. The pressure you can just you can just sense it um, from the get go, from from day one.
4: You you've played in uh, so many of these, and um, I know that you you ended up with that great tie and that dramatic finish in uh, in South Africa. But mm-hmm. how how important is it now for the international side to put up a fight like they did in Royal Melbourne to come out and and show that this is not just a, kind of a cakewalk and it's not just the poor stepsister of the uh, of the Ryder Cup
9: yeah i i think it's really shown in in uh the last you know obviously in in new york didn't didn't turn out very well but the one in korea and, and obviously in australia last year were very very close right down to the you know last few cuts so that's how close we were to winning but it is important that we uh knock one off here soon and get a win uh, um and i think the guys really realize that they're motivated to do it without putting too much pressure on you you know it's in the back of all of our minds that you yeah, we want to win and um motivated to win and ernie was super motivated to win he was uh gutted as they say that that we didn't win he was really disappointed and um just shows the passion that all the guys you know older guys that have been part of it we we want it for all of us i mean we had craig perry down there and ian baker finch guys that australian guys that were that played on the team craig turner from new zealand showed up in the room um we had a bunch of guys there it just shows the the lineage and the guys from the past that we're all part of this together and we all want to win
4: is it is it difficult because europe has a bond they're they're europe americans have a bond obviously it's a country and and the international team is kind of every everywhere else in the world different languages different cultures different backgrounds
9: sure yeah that's a big part of it that has been a big part of it and i think we really kind of bridged that a little bit the last time ernie helped bridge that in australia and we felt I really felt like we felt more of a team and that we were playing for something bigger than just each of our individual countries, which is still important, you know, for each individual countries and play well and represent ourselves. But uh, we, we were more playing for the whole and the whole group and felt like it was coming together a lot better. Uh,
4: you the only guy, the only Canadian guy who knows what it's like to play in Canada in front of the fans. Assuming that we get one, two, three, however many Canadians you get on in 2024, what, what would you tell them? To to be prepared for,
9: (laughs) you know, I think uh, the biggest thing would be, you know, the the, oh, that's a tough one. I think probably just your own, you know, you have your own expectations of how you want to play. You already know you want to play well in front of the fans, and and to kind of get in your own bubble as best you can because uh, the crowds are going to be loud. They're going to be pulling for you, and to use it, you know, I think that was something I I did once I found out I was playing Tiger on Sunday. Because I played, I played very well earlier in the week you know and teamed up with Ernie and a couple of guys and won some matches and gained some confidence and I was playing well. Uh, and then when you're playing Tiger, you know it's a whole different ball game. So for me it was about uh, you're trying to get my mind right and use the crowd's energy in the right way. and that's what I'd probably have some chats with them about if I was, if I was on the team and, and with them and be able to share some of those things with them and that, that would probably be the biggest thing.
4: Uh, three, one, and one in that Ryder Cup at Royal Montreal. Do you remember what Tiger said to you when you uh, whipped him on the 18th green there? And then we shaking hands.
9: <laughs> <I> can't say. <laughs> it was uh, no. He said he goes, on happy for you. He was great playing, and uh, and then after, you know, typical Tiger. There was there were some fun things said, and uh, <laughs> how he was going to get back at me, and all that kind of stuff. So it was, uh we've always had great banter back and forth like that
4: uh 13, 9 and 2 record in the in the president's cup overall where where in the scheme of things does this fit for you in your career when you list highlights is this among them
9: but the any of the president's cup like being
4: just, on a president's just, cup Yeah, just your total total experience with it
9: yeah it's it's very high on the uh on my list of, of things that you know i'm proud of in my career that uh you know i said many times you know we Growing up playing team sports, hockey and baseball and all the sports I played as a kid, you know, and finally when I got on the tour and hey, there was this, you know, we watched the Ryder Cup all these years and now there's finally something for us internationals to play in. It became a real focal point in my career to try to make those teams every two years and it was really high. I did, I'm not a big goal setter as far as saying, hey, I want to try to win a major and, and win tournaments on tour, but the President's Cup was always something like I got to find my way in that top 10, 12 guys find my way in there somehow uh, for the next time around that's that was always my focus
4: can't let you go without asking this question that i know you won't answer anyway but i'll ask it <laughs> well <laughs> do you think you will you might have a chance of being named the captain of the team in 2024
9: well i hope i have a chance i mean I, I i think i have a chance um you know it'd be a huge honor bob if i if i did get the nod there no no doubt about it you know as i said it's been a huge part of my career and um you know i'd love to be continue to be part of it and and that'd be uh uh, something i'd really be motivated for i'd be very focused on if i did get the nod so um we we got a couple years i think until that that decision's made but um now with being pushed back another year but um yeah i'd be be a huge honor
4: i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna go way out and put some money on the fact that you might be the captain but we'll uh, we'll save that for another day (laughs) uh good luck uh this week at the uh senior senior players champ
9: senior players yep
4: Good luck, and uh, and we'll see you down the road, and uh, we'll see you, obviously, before 2024, but I'm, I'm sure
9: you're looking forward to it already. Yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah, thanks, see This segment of GTC
0: presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back inside our special Best of Edition of Golf Talk Canada, Adam Scully here in studio. Bob Weeks, Mark Sicchino and I will all be back in studio with live shows in just a few weeks. Well, the US Open is always regarded as the toughest test in golf. Wingfoot proved to be no different with an overall daily scoring average just over 4 over par. And after 36 holes on Golf Talk Canada radio on TV, Team Canada coach Derek Ingram joined Bob and Mark to discuss Wingfoot and of course his student Taylor Pendrith.
2: Joining <laughs> us now on the phone, the coach for Taylor Pendrith, the head coach of Team Canada, uh, Derek Ingram, joining us from Winged Foot Golf Club in Mamarnik, New York. Mamarnik. Mamarnik? Mamarnik. Mamarnik. Yeah. Let's go. just go with Wingfoot. How okay. about that? Derek, how are you this morning?
4: Yeah, doing great, guys. How are you guys?
2: Good. Is it as chilly there as it is here this morning? Uh, we're, we're sitting at about 4 or 5 Celsius. What's, what's the quick weather forecast for the day?
10: Well, it's a beautiful sunny day. It's a little a little bit cooler in the morning, but not like that. Uh, but it's it's absolutely not a cloud in the sky, and uh, it's, there's a little bit of breeze. It's it's going to be an unreal day at uh, Wingfoot.
2: All right, Derek, Bob, and I were talking earlier about Taylor, and mm-hmm. we were wondering if maybe golf community, whether it be the media, et cetera, doesn't give enough credit to the rest of Taylor's game because his driving is so impressive. Is that fair? And second part of that question, are you guys having the conversation that Bob and I just had off the top? Are you having the conversation that, hey, anybody who made the cut has a chance to win this golf tournament because this lead is nowhere near 4-under, where this tournament lands is going to be three, four, five over? Yeah,
10: well, we know that for sure intuitively. We've chatted about it over the, over the week. Uh, you know, we're not getting too focused on winning the golf tournament. We're trying to play a good round today and, and put a, put himself in a good position because, honestly, like you said, a good round today puts you absolutely right in the thick of things. Even if you're six over par and you shoot level or, or, or uh, one under or one over, you're still in the thick of things. So, um, you know, and, and but you can't get way too too ahead of yourself because it's, it's a difficult golf course if you do that. Uh, you're going to shoot 10 over par in a hurry, and these are the best players in the game.
4: We know... We know that, well, I guess I, maybe I should step back. A lot of folks didn't know Taylor Penrith before probably this week. They may have heard of him mm. in certain circles. Hopefully they have because he's a great talent and he's played well this year on the Corn Ferry Tour. But yeah. but describe Taylor. We, we know he hits it a long way, but describe the rest of his game and describe the makeup of him, his personality, who he's like, what's he like.
10: Yeah, well, I mean, if I, I've been describing Taylor for the same way for you know five or six years but specifically the last two or three that he's he's really long but he's actually really straight for a guy who's really long and then uh the rest of his game has just gotten better and better he's always had nice hands around the greens and a great imagination and love to practice the short game he's got a passion of chip and pitch and, and hit bunker shots and you'll see him out there practicing it for fun uh because he loves it all the time uh, and so when you've got a nice set of hands and you've learned some extra shots and you've you've practiced it over a long period of time, you're going to be really good around the greens. And he is excellent around the greens, um, for sure. He's got one of the nicest short games I've seen. He's a fantastic bunker player. He can hit it high and soft and spin it. He can hit it low and and, and run it. So he's got he's got all those shots. And you know the rest of his game is really you know come together as well in the sense that he's a great iron player, and he hits a ton of greens and, and hits it really close to the hole, and now he's a not just a streaky putter, he's a consistent putter who who has the ability to be a great putter and, and, and very streaky.
2: Derek, what are your thoughts on the DeChambeau, uh I guess method of playing this golf course? Because he hits it a mile, and his angle mm-hmm. has been I'm going to keep hitting driver, I'm going to keep hitting it as hard as I can, because I'd rather have wedge from the rough than seven iron from the fairway. How does that land in your camp with the strategy you guys have on this golf course? Because you know, theoretically, I know you know Taylor is a much straighter driver than the golf ball than what you're you're telling us that we yeah. give him credit for. But do you guys have that same approach that let's get it down there as far as we can, and we we'll, we'll still do better with wedge from the rough?
10: Yeah, globally for all 18 holes, that's exactly what our plan was coming out on Monday or Tuesday. It was, it, it, same with Taylor, uh, same with Corey, and just to get the get the ball down there. Uh, because it's a long golf course. You you really don't want a four or five or six iron from that rough because you can't even, you can't even, like, in a practice round, Taylor had a six iron from the rough and he hit it right in the middle of the club face and moved it 10 yards. Uh, and so you you don't want a whole lot of that in your game. It, it, It tends to add up a lot. So you want to get it closer to the green. So you can get more loft on it if you are trying to get, trying to, 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 you know, to get it on the green or in front of the green where you can get it up and down. And so I, I like that strategy as well. I think, you know, there are some holes or some, you know, this is the only, one of the only courses I've seen on tour in, you know, three or four years where there the value of a fairway is that much more important. You know, most times guys really pound it down there and wedge it on the green and they can still spin it or, or get it close. But here the value of the fairway is super, super valuable, but still, distance is also valuable and, and having a, a nine iron from the rough versus a six or five iron is, is quite valuable so i like his strategy and it's, it's clearly working for him
4: <laughs> so how does he how does he approach now the weekend is he feeling a little more comfortable i know he talked about how he was nervous on the first toll. obviously you would yeah. be the first tee shot of your first major championship do you think he's a little more comfortable as he settled in to, to the task at hand
10: yeah, I think it's business as usual now, Bob. I mean, he's been, he's played great for, for almost two full years, maybe even two and a half years since we've kind of got the injury stuff under control. And so, uh, he's had a lot of opportunities where he's either been in contention on Saturday or Sunday or maybe back, been back a little bit and just, you know, had to play good rounds. But now it's golf, uh, you know, really it's business as usual. Play, play a good round and see where it leaves us and see who can get in position for tomorrow.
2: We're with Derek Ingram, who is the head coach of Team Canada, the coach of Taylor Penrith. He is at Wingfoot for the final 36 of the U.S. Open. Derek, for someone who's never been to Wingfoot in person, uh, give us a, an idea, uh, a bird's-eye view of a ground's-eye view this is probably even better, because I'm going to ask you about these putting surfaces, these green complexes. <laughs> How, is this outside of Augusta, or maybe including Augusta, potentially? Describe these greens, and, and you know, is there anything comparable?
10: um wow i
4: <laughs> <laughs> said a lot right there ah.
10: <laughs> almost i guess no um <laughs> there's so like we were we were playing fracture on tuesday and they had the stint meter out and just to give you guys an example, a normal stint meter, let's say, is, is, is eight feet. Well, they had what's called a half stint meter because there wasn't enough flat spots in the green wow. where you could use a full stint meter. And, and Bob and Mark, I'd never even seen a half before. I didn't know <laughs> it existed.
2: It. I didn't know it existed. <laughs> so, so the
10: guy's like, "Oh yeah, it's just a half. We can't find a flat spot in the green where we can use the full." One. At that point, the greens were twelve and a half in the stem, but they really didn't want to get them any faster than twelve and a half or thirteen.
6: Um, and
10: so, yeah, I mean, Augusta's slopes are, are are big and gradual, but they're easy to see. There's not a lot of tiny, small hills or subtle ones. Uh it, It's and they're still incredible. They're very big slopes, but here it's, I would say, it's more there's a lot more localized and tiny ones that uh, or smaller ones that you can then work off. And, and it is severe. I mean, it, it's a, it's an unreal golf course. And this is how I said it to Corey yesterday. It was a very disappointing day. Uh, obviously in the evening you work all, all day, you play, you know, some pretty damn good golf for, for 36 holes and you miss a cup by one, but I'm, pretty sure he'll never see another golf course as hard as long as he lives. And if he is, it'll be another situation like this,
2: and we'll be prepared for it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way.
4: Derek, I just got to ask you, you mentioned all the guys' names there, uh, Mac and Adam and Corey. Yeah. It was really neat to see the three of them playing together. This has been sort of a breakthrough year for mm-hmm. all of Canadian golf in so many different ways, having four guys inside the top 100. You've worked with all these guys over the years, and as their, their time with yeah. Team Canada and the various levels of it. You gotta feel very I'm sure you've gotta feel very proud of what, what Canadian golf has been able to achieve and you've also gotta be excited for what's coming up. Um, we've got some good guys coming up like Taylor, like Adam Svensson, and like leading into the race for the Olympic team That's the where next I was, year yeah. is gonna be yeah. insane.
10: Yeah, you know it's it's really a great time uh, for, for for golf in Canada, and, and you know I'm obviously thrilled to play the, a small role in the success of all these players, and you know they're, they're not only unbelievable players who are pushing themselves to to be in that Olympic team to win majors, to you know to do Canada proud, but they're great friends, and and if they can't win they want win they want their buddy to win. It's a real Team Canada feel, and so and, and they're unreal players, but people as well, like just real gentlemen. So. They've got great work ethic. They've been working hard for a long period of time. It's there's no there's no, uh, there's no flash in the pans or, or quick hits. You've got to you got to put in your time in golf, and uh, it is it does make me very proud. And I'm, I'm thrilled with what's coming up. And and you know I want to I want to keep keep it up. I think. You know, there's some even younger guys who are looking up to these players, and they're saying, "Yeah, I, I want to do that." And, and every week, you're seeing Canadians on the PGA Tour having having some success. And there's going to be more wins. There's going to be more of them playing in majors, and so uh, it's it's a great time for Canadian golf. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a real thrill to be around the guys.
2: Derek, thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, good luck today. Go out there. Have a great day. Uh, wish Taylor our best, and uh, wish him luck from us. And uh, go get it. It's out there. It's a tough track, and uh, Go have a, a fun day and enjoy it, and thanks for taking the time.
10: Yeah, thanks very much for having me, guys. We're sure going to have a blast today.
1: Great awesome. stuff. And what a weekend it turned out to be for Taylor Pendrith, highlighted by his even par 70 during the final round. The only player to beat him that day? Bryson DeChambeau. A dominating six-shot victory, including that three under 67 on Sunday's final round. Bob and Mark chatted about Taylor's performance at the U.S. Open as well as the other Canadian.
2: Well, what a debut at the U.S. Open for Taylor Penrith. You know, some of these numbers you kind of expect. Driving distance, strokes gained off the tee. Expect those numbers. Look at the putts per round number at the bottom, and look at the putting. You know, tied for eighth in putts per round. Well done there. Good applause. Well done. Let's hear from Taylor Penrith. I played, I
11: thought really well all week. I just... Was playing from the rough too much the first three days, and um, today I was able to hit some fairways and um, was never really out of position. Um, you know, kind of left myself below the hole if I was going to miss the green, and just kind of played pretty smart. Figured I was going to make a few bogeys, um, but if you got in the fairway, there's some birdie chances out there, and um, yeah, just kind of had the same game plan. Uh, hit lots of drivers and uh, got some good bounces. Was able to keep it in the short stuff this year. I've been playing some really nice golf, um, and I have tons of confidence and, um, you know, I just kind of came into this week trying not to get, you know, um, caught up in everything and, and, you know, I earned my way here and there's no reason why I couldn't play well and, um, so just to make the cut was, was awesome and, uh, to have a pretty good weekend, especially today's round, um, in the wind and, and the tough pins was, uh, was, was great, so, um. Yeah, just overall awesome experience for my first major and gonna uh, be happier.
2: His first U.S. Open, his first major on Saturday morning when we were getting ready to preview the Final 36. Bob, you and I had Derek Ingram on, the uh, coach for Team Canada, as well as Taylor's coach, and he told us the rest of his game doesn't get enough credit because of those big bombs off the tee, and most people haven't seen enough of Taylor uh, to really form uh, an overall opinion. I think he put everybody on notice. I think Derek's right. This was an overall great performance from Taylor Penrith.
4: You know, Taylor Penrith and uh, Corey Connors went to school at the same time together at Kent State. They were both they were roommates for, for most of their time down there. And I went down when they were still in school, in their senior year in school, and did a little piece on the two of them and interviewed the coach, Herb Page, legendary coach at Kent State. And he told me in a quiet moment, he said, you know, everyone looks at Corey Connors and says how great he is because at that point he had uh, finished in the semifinals of the U.S. Amateur and then the next year in the, in the finals of the U.S. But he said, I think Taylor Pendrith actually has the bigger upside. And it's amazing that Taylor, we're just sort of learning about him now, um, He's just had so many injuries that have kind of stopped his growth to the PGA Tour. I think he would have been there already. He's one of the few guys who actually liked the pandemic pause because it gave him a chance to heal up. But I think moving forward, if he can stay healthy... We're going to see more performances like what he did at the U.S. Open. He wasn't intimidated. Uh, he was right out there. He's, I asked him in, the, in an interview afterwards. I said, are you as long as Bryson DeChambeau? And he said, well, we'll see. I hit a pretty good one today on nine where they do the measurements. So, and I checked it later. He was only half a yard behind him. So he's got a lot in that toolbox of his. Uh, but, it, but certainly everything leads with that driver for him, just as it does
2: for Bryson. It's going to be fun to watch, and that's the way the game's going, so why not Taylor Penrith waving that Canadian flag? Taking a look at some of our other Canadians, a bit of a surprise to both you, myself, and Adam, and most quote-unquote experts this week. We would have flipped this leaderboard. We had Mackenzie Hughes as the favorite, certainly Corey Connors' type of golf course, although Corey's form as a late wouldn't speak to that. Adam Hadwin and then Taylor Penrith, those are your Canadian results. Bob, Mackenzie Hughes the biggest surprise to me. Now listen... Um, it's a hard golf course. You get it offline a little bit here or there. You don't get the start on Thursday you want, and this can happen quite quickly. So, But that aside, for me, Mackenzie Hughes, that's got to be the biggest surprise here, no?
4: Yeah, I think so. I think both those guys are a surprise. I mean, as you said, the, the recent form of Corey Connors, you, you didn't quite know what was going to go on after the, the fairways in regulation and greens in regulation. Mackenzie, though, if you look at the last two tournaments he played um, at the end of the Tour Championship and in the playoffs, there, you know, he was struggling with the driver. He was still trying to find the, the the face and keep it straight out there. So I guess maybe we, if we look back in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have been too too uh, surprised with what what came through. And he just simply did not keep the ball in play enough. Um, but you know, the other one is Adam Hadwin, who again makes the cut, plays well, but kind of let it all slip away a little bit on Saturday. Uh, or on Sunday, I should say, um, I'm I'm still looking for him to have a breakout performance very soon. I just I just don't think he's playing up to the potential. I don't think he's happy. I think he's frustrated with where his game is. But I think deep down there is some good stuff coming out there, and and he's ready to play some good golf. I guess is the is the bottom line.
2: Yeah, I would expect it shortly as well. And, Bob, the one thing that scratches my head, I know those driver numbers for Mackenzie Hughes, but BMW at Olympia Fields was the closest setup we've seen to a U.S. Open uh, this year on tour. Mackenzie Hughes performed well there, even with missing the fairway. So, man, this is just getting harder and harder to figure out this modern-day game.
1: But how about the bounce back from Mackenzie Hughes after missing the cut at the U.S. Open? He goes to the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship and comes in third place, a close call near the finish on Sunday. Mackenzie Hughes, looking forward to seeing some big things from him in 2020-2021. Well, on the other side, we'll wrap up today's Best of Show. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, ready for sport. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside our special best of
1: edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. Bob, Mark, and I will be back with a live show. Our next live show is going to be Saturday, October 24th, where we're going to preview the final 36 holes at the Zozo Championship. Yes, the same tournament that Tiger Woods won last year, and that seems like such a long time ago now. What a year It's been well previewing our upcoming schedule on, on radio on TV. We'll start with that Saturday of masters week. We are on radio on TV. Again, we'll preview the final 36 holes of the masters. And I mean, after last year's masters, hopefully we have another very entertaining one this time around a pumpkin spice masters this time around with the tournament going on in November. And yes, Two Masters tournaments contested in a five-month span. It's going to be unreal for the golf fans. Looking forward to that. And in December, we'll have our Year in Review and Festivus special, both at the same time, on Radio on TV. We'll have our feet strength, we'll air our grievances, we'll have our sound bites of the year, our winner's weird and what of the year. It's going to be a fun show. That's going to be some point in December around the holiday season. For our TV show, in October, we're going to have a tailor-made equipment special. Yes, on radio next week, we're going to air up an equipment special on TaylorMade. equipment. And on TV, we're going to air a very similar show, but of course, you'll be able to watch it and learn all about the new products. The 2020 fall line. We'll look at the Sim Driver, that the success many players in the PGA Tour have had with it, including PGA champion Colin Morikawa. In November, the Wednesday before the Masters starts, the day before the Masters starts, we'll have a. Uh, hour-long special on TV previewing the Masters and Tiger Woods title defense. And then December we're going to have a special travel special to air on the TV side of things. Well, this has been a fun edition of Golf Talk Canada, looking back at some of the great Canadian stories on around the world of golf and around Canada got to love PGA Tour Canada the Canada Life Series what an event that was congrats again to Scott Pritchard for you know coming up with this a four tournament series for a lot of Canadian professionals who didn't really have anywhere to play in covid-19 as a result of that so congrats again to Scott Pritchard and congrats again to Yi Chow the overall points winner of the Canada Life Series and of course he'll be playing in the 2021 RBC Canadian Open what an accomplishment that is. That's a life changer for Yi how Congrats again. Well, next week on GTC, we are going to have a special tailor-made equipment special on Golf Talk Canada Radio. Looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on iTunes as well if you can't. Catch us live, and we'll continue to be posting on our social media accounts the recent winners and what's ahead on GTC. This has been another fun edition of Golf Talk Canada, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf, ready for sport. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.